Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. I'm Tanya Hart. Today, my guest is Tensy Taylor. She is author of a new book titled Bullied from Terror to Triumph. It is a story of survival. Tensy is here to share her story and give some insight into how to cope with our current environment where too many children are in this situation. Tensy, welcome and congratulations on all of your accomplishments, especially this book. How are you? <laughs> I am doing well and I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to be on your show and to share about my book and research that are available to help students who are being bullied and even the parents and administrators of school systems. Right, exactly. Now, I do have to let everybody know that currently you are the Assistant Director of Black Alumni Association here at USC. Um, you assist students with mentoring programs, and, you know, you, you started out kind of at USC, so you're back again in an administrative position, which is great. But let's get into the book. You know, I... I I read the book and it's so upsetting what has happened to you and you're such an adorable person and and woman and just uh, so accomplished but you were bullied from the day you walked into kindergarten for the next 13 years yes, that's correct <sighs> I mean at- first day of kindergarten mm-hmm and, you know, you got to ask yourself, and I did some research, one in seven students are either bullied or have been a victim of bullying uh, from grades K through 12. An estimated 660,000 children miss school every day due to this fear of attack or intimidation. I mean, I could go on, and 83% of them are girls. What was it, do you think, now looking back over this and having a career in academia, what was it that first day in kindergarten that kind of set you apart that made that girl do to you what she did? And then we'll tell the story. I think what it was was I'm very petite. I'm a small person. And part of the research says that those who bullies pick on those people who are smaller than them. And so for the fact that it was the first day of school, the first day of kindergarten, this didn't even know who I was. And I believe she singled me out because I was tiny. I had my book bag on and we actually rode the same bus that day on the way to school but for whatever reason she had something against me and wanted to pick on me and bully me but I think it was because at that time of my size. This goes on for many many years but but when we look at this I want you to tell a little bit about the story. Here you are cute little kindergarten girl. You've got your uh, Barbie backpack on (laughs) as you (laughs) said and tell us exactly what this young lady did and what that led to in terms of other people watching and seeing that. 
Yeah, so in August of 1992, I stepped off of the school bus, a young, eager, bright-eyed student, ready to go to school and learn, meet new friends. And this student comes out of nowhere, much taller than me, bigger girl, and she snatches my pink Barbie book bag off of my back, unzips it, and throws all of my belongings on the ground. So my pencils, pens, paper, a notebook, everything came tumbling down. And I just knew that at least one student would come to my rescue, at least to help me up or to encourage the bully to leave me alone. But no, a crowd gathered around me and they started laughing at me and pointing at me. And I believe that gave the bully even more fuel. And she stomped her foot at me and said, I wish you would try something. And at that moment, I knelt down, I picked up all of my belongings, trying so desperately not to cry, placed everything back in my book bag, and sadly walked to uh, my classroom in kindergarten. And that was my first day of being bullied. And then for the next 13 years, I was picked on not only for my size, but because of I was, I was a straight-A student. Academics were very right. important to me. And then and there's a chapter in my book about um, being picked on by my own black race. It was a colorism issue because I was light-skinned and had long hair. People made comments about that because I made good grades. My parents didn't um, make a lot of money. They were teachers at the time, and so I didn't wear name-brand clothes or shoes. So students bullied me for that. Just a myriad of reasons. And what I always found so baffling is I was the student who tried to befriend these students. I wanted to help right. them with their homework, participate in group projects with them, but they just had such animosity towards me. They would make comments, oh, you think you're all that because you make straight A's. You think you're all that because the teacher likes you. And I just found that very perplexing because I was nice. I didn't bother anybody. And I just wanted to get along and be a friend. You know, that's the really sad part of this. You, you brought up something, the whole colorism issue that we still try to ignore within the african-american group race of people whatever you want to consider us this is still prevalent today i mean i i was in there before you i came along a little bit before you the same thing happened to me people were always jealous because of my skin color and because of my hair and because i was a good student okay 20 years later you come along it's the same story if we look forward 20 years there are kids who are going through the same thing today how do we forget about everything Everybody else. How do we stop this in our own race of people? How do we get over, you know, the colorism issue? Having conversations, being open and honest with ourselves, teaching our young people to value the beauty in them. I, I, I saw an article um, a few years ago, this young lady named Karis, and she was bullied because of her skin tone. People made fun of her because she was dark-skinned. And her mother and her sister said, Karis, you're a beautiful young lady. Don't let these students get to you. And so she turned that negativity into positivity and started this brand called Flexing in My Complexion. And so she has her own T-shirt brand. She's modeled in New York Fashion Week. Um, but it was, again, her own race of people who bullied her because of her skin tone. So yeah. I believe that instilling in our young people that you are beautiful and don't let anybody else determine your worth. And so when I go around, when I speak to young people and I speak at schools, I tell students, know you're smart, know that you're beautiful, that you're worthy. Because when you believe in yourself and you have that self-worth, what other people say about you won't affect you as greatly. 
And the words from my classmates really bothered me because I, I had low self-esteem. And, mm-hmm. um, and so when they said to me, I believed it. But now if someone were to make fun of my complexion or they made comments about my eyes because they were big, they said I look like a frog, it wouldn't even faze me to this day because I know that I have beautiful eyes and I know my worth and I'm not going to allow someone to make me feel bad about myself because I know that they're doing that because they are hurt and they have some type of internal jealousy. That's all it is. Yes. Yeah. No, that is all it is. But when you were in fifth grade and you won every single award at your school because of your grades and your academic, you know, just acumen and everybody shut you out, even some teachers, you know, it's one thing to say that now, but as a fifth grader, how did that affect you? And how long did it take you to get over? Oh, it had to have. It did. And I credit my parents. They were such a strong support system to me. But when they read my book, they learned a lot of things that they didn't know because I didn't share a lot with them. Because when I was being brutally bullied, then I would tell them, for example, when a student tried to break my arm, I told my mom about that incident and she handled it. But in other instances, I didn't because it made the bullying worse. The students would say, oh, you told on me, you're a tattletale, I thought I hurt you or said something last time, I'm really going to get you now. And so that's why I encourage the young people to please find a friend, find a teacher, find an administrator, find a confidant, someone that you can talk to and confide in. Because at that young age, we're impressionable, we want to fit in, we want people to like us. And that's why so many young people now are committing suicide. And thank yes. God I didn't grow up in the day of social media like a lot of young people today. I mean, I, I um, was watching Good Morning America a few weeks ago, and a young girl committed suicide because students were cyberbullying her, making fun of her, spreading nasty mm-hmm. rumors about her. Um, so people need to be more cognizant and aware of what's going on. But please, if you are feeling depressed or being bullied, talk to someone because that when you keep it all bottled up, That's why so many people say, you know, I I can't even go on with life anymore. No one cares. No one likes me. And then they take their life. But that's not true. Someone does care. And there is someone who likes you. Because I was in that boat when I was 16. I contemplated suicide. But thankfully, I didn't. And at that moment, I realized my worth. And I said, I'm not going to give these bullies the satisfaction of me taking my life. And then they go on with theirs. That is not fair. I am valuable. And then that's when I started to see the world differently. Hmm. Interesting. At age 16. And see, this is what I find, you know, like you said, because you were small, okay. Uh, you're light-skinned, okay. You've got long hair, okay. And, and, and of course, you're the smartest girl in the class. Um... At any time, did students just say, you know what, you got it going on, I want to be like you, and why do you think more people aren't like that? Because if you see somebody that's really achieving, personally, myself, I'm going to look at them and say, oh, I want to be like you. Why don't we see more of that? And and that's, that's the mentality that I grew up in. That's how my parents raised me. I'm sure that's how your parents raised you. But what I learned with those students who bullied me, many of them came from broken homes. And so when the parent would come to the school yelling and cursing the teacher out, I understood why that student behaved the way he or she did. And as a psychologist who wrote the foreword to my book, Dr. Gloria Morrow, she says that hurt people hurt people. And so these bullies were hurt and they wanted to hurt me. I grew up in a very loving, caring, compassionate background. I didn't grow up in a hurtful background, so I didn't have the desire to hurt anybody. 
But when you're so broken and you don't know what to do or how to overcome challenges, sometimes people get satisfaction in seeing other people hurt. And that's the reason why these bullies then say, oh, hey, Tensi, you making straight A's, you're doing this, you're traveling abroad. What can I do to be like you? No, they felt less than, they were hurt. So to make themselves feel better, they wanted to bring me down. And it's funny, too, every summer I would go on a family vacation and my mom would say, you know, if you want to take someone, you can. No student wanted to go with me on a family trip. I find that just wow. mind-boggling. <laughs> but wow. they just had such animosity towards me because they were envious that they just did not want to be a part of me. Oh, my goodness. It's just sometimes it's just hard to believe some of this stuff. I want everybody to know that uh, you're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. My guest today is Tinsy Taylor. Uh, Tinsy's a native of North Carolina, graduated from North Carolina State, has a new book out titled Bullied from Terror to Triumph. Um, you have certainly triumphed, uh, Tinsy, being at USC and, and helping students out there. I want to talk a little bit about that but if we look at some of the things that people can do because right now we are living in an environment i don't need to even talk about it in this country where you know the biggest bully is the man who's supposedly running the government donald trump donald trump is one of the biggest bullies other than being a con man he is a big bully that i've ever seen and people seem to tolerate that why do you think people are tolerating this? And especially at a time when we are trying to help our children and teach our children not to do it. Why do we continue to tolerate this man? I think people continue to tolerate this man because it is, it's just very, it's an interesting time that we live in today because it, he has brought out the worst in people. Um, people have just, I thought bullying's at an all-time high now because of him. As you mentioned, he's out here bullying people in the world season and making derogatory comments. It's just we're extra on, a, on an all-time high today. And I don't know why people tolerate it. Um, sometimes it's fear. When I was being bullied, I tolerated it for so long. Why? Because I was afraid. And I thought mm-hmm. that if I said something, that the students would beat me up. And there have been uh, stories where a student is um, attacked in a bathroom. And students are pulling out cell phones, videoing it. Nobody's stepping in and to help. And nobody steps and in. And then someone <gasps> dies. That's what I don't understand. It's like, I don't you, Instead of running to help, you want to pull out, pull out your cell phone to film. And this yeah, is the society we live in. Well, you know what? You are so right. But there are some things that you can do. Now, I know, uh, you know, if you're a young, and we're really speaking to the kids because so many kids are going through this, way too many. You've just discussed how you protect your feelings from name calling and hurtful behavior. You got to have it in yourself to do that. Um, How do you speak up for someone, though? What would you suggest to somebody who's in that crowd? Because, you know, there are young people in the crowd watching, maybe even videotaping, and they feel badly because they know they should do something something but they don't know what to do what should they do it's tough to speak up especially when you're at a young kid as i said earlier you want to fit in but if just one person speaks up that can make the world of difference don't you don't always have to follow the crowd a lot of people today want to follow the crowd and sometimes that leads into very serious situations if you are that one student who stands up to someone that's bullying someone else you can make a difference you can maybe impact and encourage other students. Hey, such and such stood up to this bully. Maybe next time I can stand up. 
It takes being an ally. When someone sees that another person is on their side and cares, it can make a world of difference. And then I encourage the teachers and administrators, if you see incidents of bullying, to please report it and take it seriously. Uh, When I was being bullied sometimes during school, teachers didn't take it seriously. My mom and dad had to go all the way up to the superintendent's office one time because I was being bullied by a teacher. And um, it, it shouldn't have to go to that highest extreme. If someone, if an adult witnesses students participating in behavior, they shouldn't say something because you can definitely save a life. And just teaching character development, teaching students how to treat one another, to be kind. Um, I'm working on, we're talking to different people about enacting legislation. And yes, that will help. But I just think we need to learn as a generation to be kinder to each other. I absolutely agree. But you know something? At some point, it comes down to making a law that people have to follow. Because that's sometimes the only thing people will really respect is some kind of a law. So I'm glad to hear that. And, And what would this law involve or this legislation? Um, It would involve very beginning stages, but it would involve holding the students accountable. Because oftentimes when I've talked to people, so when a a student is being bullied and and she reaches her breaking point, you know, she might fight back. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. the student who's being bullied is being suspended. But it's not fair to that student because the student was defending themselves and they had been bullied for so long. So um, one of the uh, legislations I've been talking about is is this policy of restorative justice. And so um, that's something that different legislators uh, are thinking of doing. Different conversations have been talking about that. But I think that if we were to get a law, that people would take it more seriously because you can have all the curriculum in the world and you can try to teach kindness, but some students don't want to listen to that. If you have to bring the law into it, then they probably will take it more seriously. Uh, I think you are absolutely correct. You are definitely on the right track here. And just a wonderful, inspiring person yourself. Now, where can people um, find you and where can they find the book? Yes, so they can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Tensie Taylor, on Twitter at Miss MS Tensie, T-E-N-S-I-E. And then I have a Facebook fan page, Tensie J. Taylor. And the book is available online through Amazon. Uh, Books a Million and Barnes and Noble. And for those people who want to follow me through social media, please do. I reach out. I respond to messages. People from all over the world have, have read my book and have reached out to me. And what I find most interesting is when I've had several people who admitted to being bullies in school. And they said, Tensi, after reading your book, I never knew how I was hurting so many people with the way I was being bullied. They went back on social media and found the people that they bullied and apologized. Because wow. they didn't realize how hurtful their actions were at the time. They were just like, hey, kids, wow. kids. No, that's not how it is. Like you, Somebody's words and actions can really cause someone to take their lives. It is that serious. Oh, it is that serious. Tensi, thank you so much for sharing your story. And really this important information. I mean, we've got to, we've got to make a lot of changes. This is certainly one of them. Because you're right. Once people are kinder to each other they'll be kinder to themselves and that'll even make a difference you know what i mean it's like it just that's the way it works thank thank you you so much i appreciate you 
Oh, no problem. I want everybody to know they're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. My guest has been Tinsy Taylor, who has this incredible book out. you got to check it out, especially anybody who is a parent that needs to know how to deal with bullies. And even if your child isn't being bullied, you should read this book because there's some great stories in here. Tinsy, thank you. Come back anytime. Anytime I'm here. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe to Hollywood Live Extra on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of these shows because you don't want to miss any of them. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra at AURN.com. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.